Hello, I'm Callum Zilietto and this is Flock Together, the podcast for events and travel professionals. Season one is in partnership with Visit Berlin, the Berlin Convention Office. And we're here today at Chewton Glen, where I am joined by David Watt. How are you? I'm very well and thank you very much for uh, inviting me to this Flocking Together, Callum. I'm quite excited. It's very exciting to have you and yeah. you've, you've embraced the brand as well, you know. We're, well, we're almost matching. Well, I felt that, you know, the autonomous kind of burgundy was the way to go and flocking together has got that kind of essence to it. So what, what more could I do? We truly are birds of a feather. Yes, definitely. Truly. Yeah. Uh, how is things at CI Group and how are things with you? So things at CI Group are, are tremendously busy, which I'd be really pleased to say. I think we're going through a kind of a real growth spurt uh, back into the event side, corporate innovations, the events industry. Um, so the um, so yeah, things are going really well. We're recruiting really hard at the minute. We're trying to get more people on board, but that's a kind of stretch. And I'll maybe come back to that in a minute. We can uh, maybe delve into that a bit more. But um, overall, business is going well. We're growing. We're growing rapidly again, which is great. So and enjoying life. Yeah. So the first part of the podcast is about reform. It's it's an opportunity for you to to get that quill and, and write a letter. I'm assuming it's going to be talent related. You're absolutely right. And the biggest challenge we're finding is um, talent in the industry and attracting the right talent to the industry is quite challenging, I think. And I'll come back to what the role that academia might play in that um, in a little bit. But what we're finding is as we're recruiting people, um, it's hard to kind of attract people back. And I know that we've had COVID, but I think that's long gone. But then we had Brexit and then we had a kind of like a worthwhile balance. So those three things added together have really kind of like taken a, they've diluted the experience within our industry. And what we're actually finding is the experienced people now are actually quite exhausted and they're working relentlessly hard and trying to fill that diluted gap. So I think that, you know, my calling or my letters to the industry is about how we need to reach out to academia, get them to actually um, put in more courses, get them to put in better courses that have a more, um, you know, more breadth across the um, UK. And also look at the way that, um, that we can kind of maybe bring up the pay gap as well a little bit in our industry, because I think sometimes our clients kind of um, really want to take us on to you know, value and build those relationships. But, but unfortunately, sometimes what they do is they, they look at the cost of everything and sometimes they forget about the value that we build into the relationships and those relationships that then grow for their customers. So that'll be a bit of a calling back to me um, to ask our um, people to recognise that. And also have a minute and look at power of the events. Uh, Rick and Simon are doing some great stuff there about reaching out across the, across the four nations, five nations, to you know, bring academia closer to you know, supporting the industry and, and lo- uh, lobbying government. And I'm playing quite an active role in that as well, so yeah. I think having a academia involved at all levels of, of the industry, trying to get them involved in, in quite a few of the problems, whether it's you know, uh, the talent pipeline, whether it's sort of even the pay gap, uh, pushing things through, I just think there's, there's certainly a role where education and, and the industry can, can come together and, and play, have a closer relationship. Yeah, I mean, and you're absolutely right. And back to that well-being part, I mean, um, Deloitte's just um, put a, a study out that 70% of C-suite people are thinking of leaving the industry, C-suites and execs, because of the kind of um, the work-life balance, because they're just exhausted. So we need to bring more people in to mm. support those people so they don't, we don't have more people leaking out at the top and making the situation work. So yeah, that's what we need. That's my letter to the industry, and that's how I'm quilling my ink today. 
I love it. Mm. I absolutely love it. So the second part of the podcast is remember. And so I'm going to challenge you to remember your first ever work trip abroad and what that was like. God, my first work trip. Now you've taken me back, so I've been in this industry for 30 years nearly. So um, I joined Corporate Innovations in 1996, I think, as, uh, when it was a hospitality business. And we were just trying to move into the mice industry, the meetings, incentive, you know, conference, exhibition. Uh, and we'd made a lot of relationships, well, I'd say, around the hospitality table that, you know, everything from Wimbledon to the British Grand Prix to, you know, every premiership game to rugby games. And we'd had a great run and the business was growing really, really well. And um, I joined it just at that point where it was really taking off. And so my first ever trip, um, overseas trip, was actually to Courchevel on a skiing trip. And um, I didn't know, I, I'd never been skiing before in my life at the age of you know, 26, Love 25, that. 26. So I was presented with a group of 30 people. And this is back in the days when, um, when mobile phones were only just taking off. And um, Orange or Hutchinson Power at the time sponsored the trip. And um, I took 30 people away, took them skiing. I learned to ski, which was great. I stayed in the Trois Valley Hotel, which is, which is still there today, which is one of the most beautiful hotels in Courchevel. And um, there were a couple of parts of the trip that I remember. One part was we, um, they took us out um, at the bottom of a ski slope and they all got us into one of these bright orange rafts and they were letting us down an Olympic ski slope. And I said to the guy, I said, have you done the health and safety check? And he said, yes, of course I have. He said, there are two parts of the health and safety I need to brief all of the clients on. I said, what's that? He said, if I say brace, 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 you jump inside the boat as we're going down. If I say jump, that's the last thing you'll hear of me. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, you know, it all, went, um, it all went according to plan. But two of the guests that I remember on that trip uh, was a, a guy called uh, John Caldwell and another guy um, who was um, famously now obviously ran Phones For You and built up a you know, billion-pound billion, down, a billion pound business, and also Charles Dunstan, who was the guy that actually owned Carphone Warehouse. So those are two guys I met on that trip. And on from that, um, we then got into Orange and we grew the business, and then we were doing, two years later, we were doing events for Orange you know, for 30,000 people. So yeah, it's it gone really full circle. Full circle, yeah. I love that. Really, um, really good. What was, your, what was your last work trip? So my last work trip um, is I went to Greece, um, only about a couple of months ago, and we took uh, 150 people. And we were doing a leadership conference for a big pharmaceutical company. And they were launching a factory in a place called Sumatra. Um, and the factory was being built because of you know, um, Brexit, COVID. So we did a big launch of the factory. And then we uh, inventively, uh, then we took, a, we took a trip to, um, apparently at the time, I didn't realize, but Greek wine is very good. So we found a, a winery. And then we turned that into uh, a lot of breakout rooms and we did a lot of conference activity in there. And then after that, we went back to the main hotel and yeah, 150 people for a couple of days. Greek hospitality is fantastic. Yeah, we were right on the Astra um, kind of river, which was a beautiful location. So yeah, quite a memorable trip. Mm. Um, and you know, we, we took over a hotel for three days and I felt, felt really sorry for the, um, for the guests that were there because we, were, we took over the pool, we took over the restaurants and everything. Anyway, at the end of the trip, I was a bit exhausted. So then I decided to t take a couple of days um, at the Astra Palace, which is the Four Seasons. And I arrived there quite late at night and um, I got into my room. It's a beautiful, beautiful hotel. And I had a little, um, a little kind of cabin out on the balcony. Anyway, I opened up the door and walked out and I thought to myself, I could see a firework display going off. I thought, 
damn, I've come to a hotel and there's an event on. <laughs> for the irony. For the, the irony. irony where you're just like, oh, yeah. those event planners. <laughs> those event planners. After we've just annoyed yeah. the guests in the other hotel. <laughs> yeah. That's but no, it was, a, it, was a, it was a very memorable trip and yeah, it was, it was very, very good. This podcast is brought to you by the Visit Berlin Convention Office, your key contact in and for the city of Berlin. From on-site knowledge of the best venues and service providers to conference bids and event planning. As Germany's capital in the heart of Europe, Berlin is a vibrant, elective and creative metropolis, raising the bar of conference and event standards. Let's meet in the world of Berlin. If you had the superpower to, uh, to transport yourself back in time into your body in the past to relive a destination experience, what would it be? Um, I think, I mean, that's always a challenging one. And I think I'll pick one that I actually relived recently last year myself. So um, luckily, as I explained, Corporate Innovations came out of the hospitality industry. For, for 10 years, um, we had a yacht um, at the Monaco Grand Prix in the harbour. Amazing. And we had 100 guests on it. And we'd always have a Formula One team on there that would have a party on board. Uh, we'd always take, you know, um, 20 or 30 of our clients and then we would sell the rest to kind of like balance out the, balance out the event. So it was, a, it, wasn't, it was never really supposed to, it was more of a marketing exercise to actually demonstrate how well we could run events. Because the complexity of running an event during the Monaco Grand Prix for 100 people, I can assure you, would stretch any uh, event manager anywhere in the world. And I think the one year that I remember the most, which I think it was 2004, um, it was the it was the lot because the Cannes Film Festival happens the week before uh, the Monaco Grand Prix, and then that particular year um, we had Jaguar Formula One as a as a client staying on board the boat, and they launched um, Ocean's Twelve, ah. which um, and they had the Steinmetz Diamond in the nose cone of the Jaguar, and we had that Steinmetz Diamond on our yacht. For, um, for a party, and at that party was not only the Prince Albert of Rainier, um, there was also Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Matt Damon, and of course uh, Weber, who um, famously won the Grand Prix, that, who, who crashed in the Grand Prix that year. So um, I suppose, and why would I, why would I relive that? So it was pretty an amazing moment um, to be. And I actually went to the, back to the Monaco Grand Prix um, personally, actually, last year with a couple of friends and kind of like relived that moment. And it well, was the, with a couple of friends, George Clooney and Brad Pitt, by any chance? Unfortunately, yeah. though, they, I lost their number. <laughs> or did they lose mine? I can't remember. But um, no, it was, um, it was quite, a, quite a spectacular event. I feel like if any movie, if, if you know, like Oceans, the Oceans movies, <laughs> yeah. where there's literally a star-studded cast, that is the movie that you want to, yeah. to be like, oh, I'm just, you mm. know, just partying with the cast. That yeah. is, that's a great one. Yeah, it is. And of course, I've got some photographs of it, and now my mates think I've put myself in there via AI, but I can assure them it was a real experience. And if you could make any hotel that you've stayed in a home, which, which hotel would you live in? I think... Um, uh, it's a, that's a tough one because there are so many amazing places in the world and I've been lucky to travel around the world and, and uh, you know, I could list off some of the most uh, uh, fantastic places. But home is home for me and um, I live in the Cotswolds, uh, which I'm very lucky to live and I've been there for quite some years. So, and our Soho Farmhouse, um, a few people might, uh, might know that, it's part of the Soho Farmhouse group. And I go there actually, um, you know, at weekends because it's not too far from my home. And the cabins there are amazing, the people there are amazing. You know, it's got some fantastic restaurants. It's a real home for home for me. And whether it's summer, whether it's winter, 
um, it just has a kind of like a kind of a magical calmness to it. Um, yeah, so um, probably Soho Farmhouse is my hotel that I'd like to live in. I think that's a good one as well because I think they they try to be that home away from home as well, yeah. don't they? So that 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 feels it feels like they're doing something right. Yeah, yeah, certainly. definitely. Yeah. Now most people in the industry organize events. Hmm experiences, incentives for, for their clients and, and for, for other people. But I would like you to reimagine your role and, and actually organize an incentive trip for yourself. You know, once in a lifetime opportunity that you're organizing, you're, you're rewarding yourself. Where would you go? What would you do? And who, I mean, you're already rubbing shoulders with so many celebrities, <laughs> but if you could have another celebrity guest, uh, yeah. who would it be? Well. I think I might I might tell the story in a slightly different way. I'll tell you I'll tell you an incentive that I'd like to redo again, which I did some years ago. Again, it was telecom industry, three mobile. Uh, we took about fifty people away to Australia, and uh, we landed in Australia, <clears throat> and um, we stayed in a beautiful hotel just overlooking uh, um, harbour, the Sydney Harbour Bridge. And then we got up in that morning. We climbed over the bridge, and then we then got off some got off the other side of the bridge. Went and hired some Harleys. And then we rode over the bridge <laughs> on some Harley Davidsons, and then we took those Harley Davidsons and we rode those around to Bondi. We parked them up, and then we surfed out of um, Bondi Beach. We did our particular kind of uh, you know the surf bit there. Then we came back from Bondi Beach, and then we went out to the Blue Mountains, which are absolutely beautiful. Then we did abseiling in the Blue Mountains. Then we came back from the Blue Mountains via helicopter, landed um, by in the Sydney um, in, by the Sydney Opera House, and then we had dinner in the Sydney Opera House, which was just you know, absolutely incredible, looking at the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Um, and then from there, um, we then that was the trip that we ran, and I was lucky enough to know um, Leanne Corrigan, who worked for um, Business Australia at the time, and then she did a fam trip up to the. Um, uh, up to basically Whitsunday Islands. So after I'd left the clients, then I went up to the Whitsunday Islands, got onto a yacht, and then went over to the Whitsunday and stayed at the one and only. And then at the one and only hotel, we were lucky enough to then be picked up by helicopter, just flown out to the, um, uh, the Great Barrier Reef, where we went diving on the Great Barrier Reef, then to be picked up by the same helicopter. And I remember this story, Leanne, remember this, um, this comment that Leanne made. She said, David, we've hired the Whitsunday, you know, the, the, the Sandy Beach exclusively for you. We're going to take you there by helicopter. And we're gonna, you're going to have lunch and it's going to be absolutely amazing. I said, that's fantastic. So anyway, we duly landed and there we are kind of waking and we can see this seaplane coming in. And I said, Leanne, I said, Leanne, what, what's that seaplane? I thought you said you hired it exclusively. She said, yes, that's your lunch arriving, David. <laughs> so, I also like the idea, hold on a second, why is someone entering my airspace? This is outrageous. Yeah. You know, I've been helicoptered yeah. everywhere yeah. on this trip and now there's this, yeah. this daring plane to come yeah. here. That's brilliant. But that's, um, you know, uh, that's a you know, once in a lifetime experience. And, super exclusive. And, and I, I feel quite, you know, I feel really lucky that this industry has given me those types of experiences. Um, and um, that, you know, for me, that's quite, you know, quite something really. And that's why I'd employ, that's why I'd kind of like encourage people to come into it. Yeah. Because you can get those types of experiences. Okay, yes, it's hard work. Yes, you have to put the hours in. Yes, it's weekends. Yes, it's a little bit more than, you know, maybe your average finance job. But then you get to, um, you get to experience these things that other people otherwise would never do. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're there, you're sitting, you're reliving your, your Whit Sunday mm. experience. 
and you're having dinner, the seaplane has arrived, but not only has your food arrived, your celebrity guest has arrived. Who, who is that celebrity well, guest? Ironically, there was a celebrity guest on that trip in the one and only. Okay. okay. So it might not be the celebrity guest that I take, but the funny thing was, is when we got back to the hotel, um, and um, you'll probably guess the celebrity guest when I tell you that it's obviously um, when they, they, the famous thing that's filmed in Australia um, with um, In the Jungle. So we were back in the bar that night and I was stood at the bar and of course the one and only man hotel manager of barman, they all thought, you know, we were obviously incentive travel guests. We weren't necessarily recognised, but they recognised us as a group. So I went up to the bar and just put my hand up and they duly said, what would you like, sir? And they ran around and served us. And um, I sat back down at the table. Anyway, only to be, be, be cut a dirty look by somebody that stood at the bar. And it was only, um, it was only Deck. <laughs> no. He was there. And if you look it up, that was the day he proposed to his wife <laughs> on the Whitsunday Island. I love that. The He's London there only. trying to order some champagne <laughs> so he can put a ring in the glass, you know, typical stereotype, whatever he did. And you're like just cutting in and being like, no, excuse me, can we get our drinks over here for yeah. the, uh, the incentive yeah. fan? That's brilliant. So the final part of the podcast is a quick fire round and it's an opportunity for you to react. So no thinking, just react. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Packing, last minute or a week before? Leading up to the week. Okay, so but fairly well prepared. Fairly well prepared. Okay. Yeah. Carry on or check in? Carry on. Airport lounge or shopping? Lounge. Aisle seat or window seat? Uh, window. No, no one, like, like middle, <laughs> middle is never an option as well, by the way. Like, I love it, it's aisle or window, but middle, like, th that's just a silly idea. Uh, city or nature? Nature. Lay in or early start? Oh, lay in. Poolside or seaside? Seaside every time. Uh, planned or spontaneous? Spontaneous. And finally, hotels, boutique or brands? Boutique. There we go. Well, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, yeah, some, some incredible experiences. Yeah, great. Well, look, thank you for inviting me. And I'm really hoping that uh, Flocking Together goes well. And you've definitely got all of our support at CI Group. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you.